Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip Podcast for the week of May 13th, 2019. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about a FanFest map that Mr. John Yerkeba created, uh, all of the things that it has revealed to us. We're going to be talking about J. Michael Straczynski's uh, chat online. We're going to be talking about Ray Parker Jr.'s revelation and also a new Ghostbusters score album release. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! And out there somewhere... Every week is somebody going choke, choke, choke. <laughs> I'm sure, choke. I'm sure. I get that feel. Like I, I, more and more, I, I feel the daggers in my back for some reason. I don't know why. It's like, <laughs> God, I hate that guy. Why do I? Why do I listen to? That oh, that's guy? all me. Because uh, apparently everybody thinks you own my website now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, you Chris. Haven't you heard of the hostile fan site takeover? Uh, I, is that what it is? Yeah. Actually, it's funny. All it reminded me is that we don't do it enough. I think it's been a long time. Maybe just briefly we should remind people that the, while we, we uh, like the Wonder Twins, you can pick whether you're Zan or Jan. I don't care either way. I'm the monkey. Uh, you're the monkey. Gleek. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, uh, we combine forces on the podcast. We each maintain an entirely different fan site brand so to speak yeah yeah i mean uh <laughs> you've you've maintained proton charging since 95 right yeah, Ish, roughly, yeah. somewhere on there Ish. And, uh i've i've had ghostbusters hq since around the same time yeah, a little, not, little not bit thereafter about the same yeah yeah um but uh yeah we i mean the so <laughs> As you mentioned, our Wonder Twin powers do combine for the CrossRip uh, social media handles, but uh, I, I do uh, Ghostbusters HQ, and Chris does Proton yes. Charging, and I don't I don't know if you get any notes ad- addressed to me on on Ghostbuster HQ social media, but <laughs> in a very short uh, a, a period of time this past week, I got lots of I'm assu- unless it's the world's biggest prank. I'm assuming a bunch of strangers all contacted me. And either assume that they were talking directly to you, or that you would be reading it along uh, with me. Yeah, possibly. Uh, and I, I understand it is you know it's uh, you and I do the podcast together, so maybe they therefore they uh, assume. And and you and I talk so yeah. frequently that like when we get messages on the CrossRip uh, Instagram, uh, which I know you don't really look at that much. Um, it's that's not true. Oh well, all right. See, there you go. But I pass those along, uh, and vice versa. I mean, here, like, mainly the messages that we get for the two of us uh, lately have been wonderfully generous. People that are like, "Do you guys need the Slurpee cups? Because I'll get you the Slurpee cups." And I was like, "Well, Chris is Canadian. He's cool, and uh, I'm cool because I have somebody that's got got him for me." But thank you. Uh, and uh, and then the next message, "Hey, Chris, uh, do you still need to find the Slurpee cups?" And I'm like, oh, Slurpee cups? I'll, I'll answer on your nice. behalf. 
<laughs> that's the other thing that doesn't get. I think um, I'm, I know it's come up over the years. I just don't think it comes up enough that people realize it. That I am in Canada. You are. I'm in Vancouver. You're in LA. It's um, yeah. because uh, I put the proton charging patch, which came up a while back. I put a, uh, a bunch of them up. They went very, very fast. I'm definitely going to have to make more after FanFest. Um, and yeah, there was a bunch of people that uh, were, were a little a little surprised. Well, I mean, the, uh, the you're thing in that, Yep. That, that makes me feel good because it also means that not only is our rapport good enough that it feels like you and I are in the room together recording in uh, Secret Studio North and South, but, uh, you know, that the production value, may, most of the time... <laughs> With yeah. a few exceptions, Most. it does feel like we're we're uh, in in the room uh, with our isolated mics uh, talking to each other. But uh, that's right. So um, so anyway, yeah, that's that's the story. Uh, but if you want to hit either of us up, yes, uh, the the Crossrip uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter account, both of us read. And then if you uh, want to talk behind my back, uh, hit Chris up at Proton Charging, or talk behind Chris's back, hit me up at Ghostbusters that's HQ. Right. And mm. uh, but but don't confuse those two. Like if you want to talk behind my back and you end up <clears> sending <throat> it to me, that's that's not cool. I mean, oh no, my my ego is very fragile. I don't know if I can handle that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it depends on how much sleep I've gotten. Yes, I'll re- I will react entire. It's inversely proportional. Uh, my reaction will be inversely proportional to how much sleep and I've what had. your blood sugar, uh, food uh, hunger level. Oh is yeah, at. yeah. Uh, how yeah. hangry I am, how tired I am. <laughs> exactly. But, um, so yeah, so, but uh, again, uh, thanks to everybody who's reached out to us about the Slurpee cups and things like that. And, and, uh, not, not just Slurpee cups. We do get a lot of, uh, wonderful messages from people that want to send us care packages. Uh, the Calgary Ghostbusters and, uh, I think, uh, was it Memphis? One of the, one of the other teams reached out to us and we said, we'll see it at FanFest. but, um, <clears throat> yeah, Ontario we, sent us stuff for, yeah. uh, helping out with one of their. A charity they were working on, and we've yeah we've got uh, we've got a message from them coming up here uh, a little bit later in the show, and uh, yeah, I mean I, I love I love everybody's uh, generosity, and um, everybody's like I feel like I I need to send you something, and it's like no, you don't need to send us something. Just uh, thanks for listening. That's that's all we ask. Yeah. Please just keep listening, or at least listen to part of it, and then turn us off uh, once we get too annoying. But, <laughs> or uh, uh, give it a month and a bit. And then, uh, if you haven't been to FanFest, buy one of the CrossRip patches. Yeah, Help Troy, uh, keep the ser- Help us keep, keep the hamster running on the wheel in the ham- <laughs> in the server. <laughs> and it really is. It really. I I I love Squarespace to death, but I'm concerned that our hamster is not well fed and uh, <laughs> not watered enough. But what's the what's the bit? I'm convinced it's John Cleese, but I haven't confirmed it yet. In the uh, uh, Life of Pets too. I run and I run and I run and nowhere. <laughs> and I go nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we got uh, a lot, a lot of fun news uh, coming up here. We are uh, getting so, so very, very close to Fan Fest. So there's a lot of Fan Fest news coming up. Thirty days as of this recording. Yeah, like I mean, spot it's spot on one month. My goodness, uh, it feels like it's right around the corner. And you can certainly feel it in the air, the even the social media virtual air. Everybody's kind of getting really excited. But um, so let's let's jump into the news because we have some fan fest stuff. We've got some merch stuff. We've got Ray Parker yep. Jr. news. Uh, tons tons of good stuff. Here we go. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. 
okay, so let's let's talk about um, Mr. John Yurkeba. I feel like that mm. I, I really want to I want to name drop John because I love that guy. I love that dude. I love to see him succeed <laughs> and uh, and and especially uh, see him being listed now as one of the special guests coming to FanFest because of this. It's it's kind of wonderful. But, um, so Wizard World uh, last week dropped a uh, a map which uh, carries John's very distinctive, uh, amazing art style. Uh, so it's, 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 it's unmistakable when you actually see uh, the art and you go, oh, that's John's. Oh, wait, John did the map? That's amazing. <laughs> um, so, so in wonderful John Yakeba style, he's uh, got a lot of, of great nods to uh, Ghostbusters past to some fan groups. He always loves to drop in uh, some folks. I believe uh, the entire Yes Have Some podcast is getting a selfie with Vigo the Carpathian uh, in the map. Um, but, uh, but the, the great thing about them dropping this map is it's kind of given us some hints toward, uh, things that have been maybe mentioned in passing, maybe kind of alluded to, uh, if you, if you did speaking of yes, have some, if you listened to their interview uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, they, uh, were talking about some exclusive, uh, merchandise items, and then you can very clearly see who some of the booths, uh, are, uh, on that, uh, particular, uh, map K Swiss being one of them that kind of piqued my interest. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. mm, interesting. <clears throat> um, and then there's two main stages. That was the other thing, Chris, that was kind of uh, surprising to me that I figured there would be like one main stage and then, I don't know, like small Where? meeting rooms or something like that. Or Where was the second main stage? There's there's one off to the sort of left-hand side of the map, and then there's one on that sort of right-hand side uh, over there, kind of like near the parking lot by the uh, Madison Gate, the like rainbow gate. Let me see if uh, I can pull it up here and take a look at it. I, um, yeah, I didn't see the second. Maybe I tuned it out. Let's see. So, um, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, credit to, credit to John's map looking at it. It was, it, it didn't take much time at all to figure out, uh, you know, in my head, the reality of the space that all this. So for example, the, the, the theaters, they'll be showing, you know, doing the panels and sh- well, not all the panels, but the theaters, they'll be sh- definitely doing some screenings at, uh, it's the big one that they did the trailer, uh, premiere for answer the call. Yeah. And that's a, that's pretty big. It's a pretty big theater. Oh, um, you know what? I see. Okay. So I, I, sorry, I, I stand corrected. So the Thalberg what'd lot. You do? What did you do? Well, I'm, I'm guessing that's probably the wizard world, Los Angeles, because he's got the sign yes. that says now entering paranormal activity free zone. And then there's a main oh, yes. stage off to the far. That's exactly um, what that is. Yeah, the that entire rainbow side. parking lot. There is, we go. Okay. Is the wizard world LA. Outside. So yeah. So there's a main stage that's over there kind of like right in front of the commissary, uh, in, in Cali park, uh, by the aforementioned K Swiss booth where Gozer is uh, rocking on a, a sweet electric guitar. Um, and then I, I had seen that main stage over there by the food trucks and the vendors. And I thought, Oh, that's a second area, but no, that's gotta be, that's gotta be the wizard world LA uh, section. And it's even, it's marked in yellow. It looks like it's kind of separated out. So that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, but Hey, so the other thing too, the VIP breakfast we know will be in the commissary which I know you you pointed out uh, on on proton charging because it's it's pretty fancy. I mean, a, a section yeah. of it is pretty fancy. The rest of it is uh, for us common folks who usually go there at one o'clock for our lunches. But uh, it's a good place well, to have a VIP breakfast. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, the, the point is, I I I hadn't been there until 
you know, just a few months back when I, you know, I've, I've been to Sony a number of times. I had never been to the, the commissary before. So, uh, l- let's just say for everybody that decided they'd stretch reality, uh, beyond credibility to, to charge that somehow this was going to be like a fire fest breakfast of, you know, two pieces of bread with a piece of cheese slapped on it. Oh no, couldn't be. <laughs> even even if we even if we, for example, it's Saturday and people work there Saturday. It's is 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 it open? Uh yeah, I mean there there are sometimes like um the Goldbergs actually just had a four year consideration event on Saturday uh, on the lot and and they'll usually do these kind of like installations or activation type things yeah. on the lot because it's it's not operating at full 100% like you don't have all the sound yeah. stages running you don't have all of the facilities running you don't have all of the 9 to 5 uh, studio folks working in their offices it's it's exactly uh, but uh, i wasn't sure if it was like a diminished thing or whatever but but even even if you imagine that uh it's not going to be up and running throughout the day for us to act like the general uh fan fest uh, crew to access uh, it's a hell of a facility, right? They'll be yeah, hiring in yeah. like a, a, a few, a few, uh, you know, a catering crew worth of of of, of uh, cook staff <laughs> and all that in really great facilities to cook up probably a pretty sweet, uh, pretty yeah, sweet breakfast. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then uh, for those that are not attending the breakfast, it looks like you know they're they're showing you the food trucks are going to be your main source of uh, food on the lot. That's and- right. I bet. Dollars to donuts, the well, they don't have donuts, so dollars to overpriced uh, cookies. The coffee shop will be open, and frankly, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah, well, there's two coffee shops on the lot. Yeah, there's a coffee bean that's over there that's kind of right next to Ghost Core, and then, yeah, there's a, a yeah. coffee shop that's, I think, off the beaten path, one that's not going to be allowed for us to go to. But um, exactly, but so, I don't know about I don't know you, but when, but when I go to these conventions, I find I, I'm a lunch skipper. Like, yeah. I just don't like just wandering a convention with a full give stomach. Give me caffeine. Yeah. I just, yeah, just liquid sustenance <laughs> and away I go. That's all um, I need. So, so the other thing that I, I really liked uh, from John's map was uh, we now know that the photo ops are going to be in that dining room that's over there next to the uh, Cary Grant Theater, which uh-huh. um, is is a pretty large area. So we now kind of have a sense of, you know, the, the, the photo ops, they'll probably stagger them out so that you're in that room and you're in that line, uh, in that room, uh, whatever timing, uh, ends up working out pretty well. They may have multiple like backdrops and photographers and stuff working. I'm sure they have to. Um, but then also the Cary Grant theater is, is, uh, pretty much called out for programming. Like it, it looks to me like it's going to be working in tandem with the main stage. So they'll yeah. probably have, something happening on the main stage while something will be happening in that Cary Grant theater, which does seat quite a few people. So, um, it good, is, good chance you're going to get yeah. into stuff. Um, uh, hopefully, I don't know, cleaning up the town, maybe. Yeah. Blink, blink, uh, blink, blink. or we'll, uh, put a pin in that because we have some news on another documentary that, uh, we'll be previewing it at said fan fest. Um, oh, that's right. But, um, but before we move on, I just, I want to, I want to talk about the terror dog petting zoo. Um, what, yeah. what, what do we think that is? Because I want to know. Well, people have asked and got really excited. And it just shows it's one of those things where people can have the best creative people. And I, I've done this before. I made mistakes myself. Creative people can have the best intentions. And people will be very literal with it. And then you have to spend time backpedaling. Uh, just, I believe, if I recall correctly, in the wake of this coming out, people got very, very excited about the Terror Dog Petting Zoo 
uh, and until John had to point out, well, it does say it's closed. Oh, okay. Well, because so. if I, my memory might be fuzzy, but I think that's a sound stage. No, the sound stage is over there by the fourth or is avenue. That, uh, is that where the store is? Yeah, maybe that's the store. I think that might actually be the store. Because the Novak yeah. Theater, where there's also going to be some panels, it's it's a smaller sort of screening room type uh, yeah. theater. And then right next to it, yeah, I don't think that's a soundstage because the soundstage is over there where they've got food trucks and where uh, vaca- Vacation Moogly is uh, crushing all of the soundstages on the map. But, yeah, basically. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the Terror Dog Pettings will be – you know, they did say that there would be like fun like exhibits and outdoor things. So maybe there is a, a kind of a grassy area – over there and then possibly um, well it depends how much of the space because there is quite a bit of open space uh, across from the main stage where the commissary is there that's yeah well that's Uh, where the main stage is that's that's like that big area and i've seen them put on concerts there and stuff that's that's like a a pretty pretty big area my suspicion is because you can kind of see out on the the main street uh, especially over by the photo ops they have a couple of of tables set up um, so I suspect that basically depending on every, who all they lock down, like I know they got teams coming and the teams are going to be allowed to, right. to set up and all that, yeah. especially since the rainbow parking lot is now, uh, spoken for, for wizard world LA. I'm wondering if maybe main street and all that might not have a lot of, uh, ectos. Yeah. All I mean, they it. do show, I'm, I'm guessing that the pink, uh, rectangles are, are, are booths and, uh, uh yeah. exhibits or whatever. So, um. It would make sense to put the fan groups closer to Ghost Core. That, yep. I mean, that makes That's sense true. to me. But um, and uh, they yeah. got I, I, they got a few at this point. Last I heard, a few fan uh, ectos coming, and they're going to have to go somewhere. Can't go where the food trucks are. Food trucks are there. <laughs> Can't go where Wizard World is. It's spoken for. So yeah, yeah. Just so, maybe littering the that 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 uh, the walkway there. Um, pretty close to Ghost Core. That'd be really great. Just to be you know go see Ghost Core, and then they got. You know, uh, uh, old movie Ecto, uh, new movie Ecto, and a whole bunch of fan Ectos. And fan all Ectos, within. yeah, and the fan groups are maybe out there and and have set up their tables there. That that would be cool. Yeah. But um, so anyway, so I'm hoping, uh, John, excellent work on on the map. Obviously, um, I'm hoping that there's kind of a more like uh, detailed printed version that we get when we go there, uh, just to for me to have because I'm I'm awfully proud of you, buddy, and I I want to have that uh, to keep forever. But, um, it's also, it's, it's been some great fuel for like, Hey, here's what's going to be happening at FanFest. So I'm, I'm excited about that. It gave it a real tangible shape, which is what I like. Like up to this point, it's been kind of theoretical in terms of, you know what I mean? We know who's going to be attending and where are we at? And yeah, yeah. we, we know, you know, which VIPs are coming, but just, this is, has kind of locked it. Like like the first thing I did is I sat down with Google maps and, and just transposed one over the other because, uh, his map was clear enough that I, you know, understood exactly what was where and was able to look at, you know, uh, a top-down satellite view and go, oh, this is, yeah, you know, this is that and this is that and this is that. And it, it yeah, it's funny. It's actually kind of locked it into that part of the studio that I, I think it's the only part of the studio I've ever wandered around really is, um, is well, in that area it's, there. It's, so. it's pretty self-contained too. I mean, when you start venturing over to the new 
uh, like the Merida building and, and that area that's kind of, uh, further up North, uh, on the lot. Um, it, it's, it's kind of tough to be like, okay, you're, you're, everybody's going to start funneling. It's going to be like that scene in animal house where, um, where, uh, Kenny like leads them into the alleyway and we're all going to get stuck in a place where we can't go. But, uh, uh, in, in, in looking at the, between the two maps, I didn't realize there is a basketball court on the top of the parkade. Oh, you I didn't? Had no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. That's uh, on the on the very top of the when you enter on the motor gate. There's a two court basketball court, but uh, the the first time I ever went to the Sony lot for nothing Ghostbusters related, um, Sandler and Spade, and I think Sandler's assistant. Like they were out there just, to, and that was their, that's their daily lunch game. Like they would go out there and they would play basketball, but, uh, huh. yeah, it's, it's a cool place. But anyway, that's uh, a anyway. total tangent, but so, yeah. So, uh, check that out. If you haven't seen that, uh, very cool. Um, you did, uh, Chris, uh, spark something that I do want to talk about faster and, and here at the top, because it is, it's timely. Uh, Mr. Mr. Ray Parker Jr. Was very excited about it. He did a live stream on his Facebook uh, account about uh-huh. it. Um, so his documentary, uh, who you going to call, which, uh, was crowdfunded, I think last year about this time. Um, yep. but from the same filmmaker, uh, is it Fran Strine? Fran shoot. I've already forgotten his name and I should have written it down. <laughs> we Son even talked gun. about that. Where's Fran your Strine is his name. There, yeah. There, there. Uh, who did hired gun, which is a wonderful documentary too. You should check that out. But, um, he, he and Fran Strine did a, a live stream, uh, on Wednesday evening and uh and and revealed that we will be getting a preview of the documentary at FanFest. Um yes. and then finally, I mean it was it was getting pretty obvious based upon all of the the frames that he was posting. Uh yeah. but uh Ray Parker Jr. has recreated a new music video. Uh not I mean not even recreated, that's not the right word. He's created a brand new music video that will be debuted uh uh very yeah. soon. Uh I don't think they did they define when that will be coming out? I'm guessing it's in tandem with the documentary. Halloween. Right? No, it's not. I don't oh, know necessarily in tandem. They because they're they didn't commit to when the documentary would be done. It sounded uh, more like the documentary would be done next year, uh, closer to the new movie. Oh. Uh, but the music video they said was shot uh, uh, months back. Uh, and it's pretty much almost ready to go. And they were talking about that one's coming out at uh, Halloween. Well, let's let's do this. So. Let's have them let's have them speak for themselves here for a second, just so that I'm not putting words in their mouths. And then uh, we'll we'll come back. So here's here's Ray and Fran on their uh, live stream talking about the announcement. Todd's in there chiming in. Go let Todd tell them about. Yeah, Molly, you tell them <laughs> what's going on on June eighth. What's happening? June eighth is the thirty fifth anniversary of Ghostbusters. Huge, huge thing. Ten thousand people on the Sony lot, and we are what do you call it? Showing some of our film there. Yes. Where you can get a little taste, a little wet. We're gonna whet your appetite. And at the end of the second night, I play a concert for an hour, and we're gonna do some special version of Ghostbusters with the graphics and the DJ and the whole thing, and stretch it like fifteen minutes because that's what everybody wants to hear at this function anyway. Absolutely. Is anybody on here going to the event? Do you have tickets already? Well, give me some. I don't have any tickets yet. All right. <laughs> me either. But I think they'll let me in. <laughs> Let's hope so. All right, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what at least whatever footage they're going to be showing at FanFest uh, on that documentary. And, of course, for the music video, I obviously, you and I love the original music video. There's 
it's there's it's kind of tough to replace that particular one in our our nostalgic hearts but uh mm. let's let's see what they've got in their sleeves um you want to keep the music train running you want to talk about the elmer bernstein score chris yeah so this is this is pretty exciting it's i don't think it's quite 100 percent announced tangible that we can sort of talk with a lot of information behind <laughs> us here but um as em- i can't i can confirm that uh nobody i i reached around a few places and nobody is denying it so yeah, for now yeah for, it's not official but at the same time <laughs> i think this is this is another one that we can chalk up to um amazon being amazon and they post things whatever it is six months in advance uh so that you can pre-order uh things so they they end up spoiling much in the way when you uh when you saw uh, attack of the clones toys come out and you were like yeah. wait anakin skywalker gets his arm chopped off like ah yeah but the production lead time and the pre-orders and the anyway yeah so, it's one uh, of those things yeah so uh not an official announcement but something that we can kind of talk about based upon what we've seen uh elmer bernstein's score is being re-released uh by sony music uh on cd um and it appears, at least based on the track uh, listing that's on, I think you posted. Did you post the Canadian Amazon, Chris? Because I haven't found it on that's, the U.S. That's the only Amazon. place that it, it's Amazon Canada's fault yeah. this time. Uh, I, I'm I'm loath to even call it a re-release because there are some tangible differences between this and the last and only official release of his score, which yeah. was the Sarah Be- the Varice Saro Varice yeah. <laughs> I was just Sarah Ben Verite. No, damn it! Oh, their name—it's so wonderfully pretentious that I can never remember it. Um, yeah, but they always put out good stuff, so you can't fault. It's them. fantastic. Yeah. No, you can't fault them. But that uh, for everybody who's wished they had a copy and are now lamenting the fact that the best you can do is find it for like 150 bucks, uh, you know, on an online auction or whatever. Uh, they are. Issuing, <laughs> newly all, issuing his, yeah, his soundtrack. I feel like newly issuing. I, I get the sense that it might be remastered, uh, just based upon the fact that the track listing is different and it has different tracks that were not released uh, on on the yeah. band uh, original release. Um, and I mean, <laughs> the bad news is for all of the people that were holding on to your uh, limited edition of Saraband uh releases thinking like oh this is my this is my nest egg i'm gonna sell this like my making ghostbusters book and uh because it's out of print and well I'm, I, unfortunately i think your the value on it has diminished but um the good news is for those of us <laughs> that uh want a a cd official release of the score uh it is coming uh just in time for the uh the anniversary and for fan fest and and it makes a whole lot of sense too with all of the Ghostbusters uh, live in concert stuff that's happening around the country too, around yes. the countries I should say uh, internationally. Exactly. Um, so I, to me that was a no brainer. Like if you're going to Ghostbusters live and you can't go to the merch booth and buy the score that you're listening to, that was always kind of like wait a minute. They've that seems like an oversight. Yeah. Um, they um. There are some tracks that are named the same. There's, it's still laid out roughly in the chronology of the movie, but there's a, a a few, well, there's a a lot that presumably are the same track, but renamed. Uh, and there's a few that are, well, let's put it this way. 
the the very Saraband one is fantastic, but this one to to try and one up, like how do you one up a very Saraband release, especially when you're going to be a general release on CD <laughs> at a fourteen dollar price point? Uh, well, I guess that's Canadian, so in the states, you guys will be able to pick it up for ten bucks, right? Like, yeah. Uh, uh, well, one of the things you do is you put in every little thing you can find, and track twenty, for example, is is marked steel drum. Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent the the source cue for when uh, Lewis for, is running through Central Park, dude, through Columbus Circle with yeah. the uh, and the guys playing the steel drum in the background. I'm like, that's fantastic. I'll take it. That is that will be my new ringtone within like thirty seconds. When my phone rings, it'll be that guy's <laughs> that guy's song. Uh, the on a side note, and I hope it's it's in here, but there's no indication that it is. Somebody uh, posted a YouTube uh, link to the source uh, 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 music that's used in the movie. Oh, uh, there's there's oh, really? a bit of there's a bit of music. Oh gosh, where is it? Uh, well, there's some in the ballroom. There's a little the bit ballroom. of like in the that's, ballroom. It's, it's the yeah. stuff from the ballroom when they're like, uh, when he's like, you know, uh, don't just worry. wait out here. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry. Well, yeah. uh, that, that music that's playing, somebody found the file. I don't know if they literally just used a music track or whatever. I, if, if it's a music track, it means that there is a copyright associated with it, which means it might be difficult to put it on. <laughs> On um, on on this CD, yeah. but but like I said, that steel drum bit gives me hope that they've gone out of their way to find every little bit they could uh, to 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 load into this thing. So um, you know, don't feel bad if you missed out on the the Re Saraband one. This one, uh, yeah, it looks like I'm it's, getting it. So it's it's got stuff that we haven't heard on it. I, I for one am really excited about track thirty seven, which is the very last one uh, on at least on the Amazon Canada uh, track listing, which is Zool album version because um, knowing some of the research that I had done for uh, cleaning up the town we had found sheet music for on the original soundtrack album there were supposed to be three Elmer Bernstein cues like concert suites concert arrangements that were supposed to be on the album and I'm, I'm guessing for time they were only able to include uh, the main theme and Dana's theme um, but Zool had been arranged uh, I'm guessing by Peter, Peter Bernstein um and uh, and I had I I didn't think that it had been recorded or ever released anywhere oh. or so so this is a concert suite that I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I'm really well, that, it's labeled it's labeled album version. Yeah. So that lends some support to what uh, your what you talked about there, and we've had uh, at least a half dozen Ghostbuster lives so far. That's a pretty good sampling to, you know, set up to record and get a good one out of it. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like, maybe they did do a concert uh, arrangement uh, uh, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe uh, it's the original orchestra. I, I don't know, but... Um, it's hard to say. But uh, anyways, that's... Uh, it's looking pretty good. I mean, frankly, at the price point, I know some people, again, are starting... <laughs> what, what killed me most about this one, though, is that... Uh, <laughs> Hot on the heels of people complaining about the 
the the the the one finger two finger moogly oh, that they're putting yeah, on the, the anniversary art. edition. Yeah. Why can't they just do the classic? Uh this one comes out and it's it basically looks uh you know it's a, it's a it's a, a fantastic nod to the original vinyl album cover. <laughs> and immediately people went, "Ah, oh, it looks kind of like, you know, it's homemade." It's like, "Oh, you just can't win." <laughs> <laughs> you just can't win. Uh, it's um, uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's how if it you always don't. is now. Uh, it's <laughs> well, it's kind of weird. People asked, "Is it on vinyl?" And it's like, uh, <laughs> no, it's just audio CD. Although I just realized in looking at it, uh, no, no price listed. But you can't. Oh, that's possibly what it's doing. I noticed Amazon has a real problem with. Um, uh, like this album's not even out yet, but it has 16 reviews and it turns out those 16 reviews are all for the original soundtrack, like the, yeah. the, pop, the pop, pop track album. Uh, I noticed there you could, I'm like format audio CD. And I was like, Oh, I have choices. Audio cassette. I was like, that's old school. <laughs> but if you click on it, it's like one use. So I think it's doing the same thing. I think it's just going. Uh. It's uh, they're they it's, are going old school. It's for the VHS collecting crowd. Uh, there we will, go. You will get an audio cassette. Uh, it's uh, it's so lengthy that it's on two tapes. So, <laughs> um, no, that's, it is um, um talking shit. Canadian thirteen thirty two. I have a sneaking suspicion that means Amazon uh dot com will be offering it for approximately ten bucks. Yeah, that's hard to beat a CD with. This much cool stuff on it for like ten bucks. Well, and and yeah, I mean maybe I mean it's not counting out a vinyl release or some sort of like a limited edition release. Maybe we'll see something at FanFest. Um, yeah, but, uh, it, it, it's it certainly speaks worlds to all of the people that have been asking and begging and like, hey, I I can't, I don't want to spend one hundred and fifty bucks to get the uh, the out of print CD. Can you please re-release it? So it's it's kind of nice to see that coming, but. Uh, and as ever, depending on how well this does, I think it'll go a long way to perhaps we'll get our other uh, wish answered, which is maybe Ghostbusters 2 will yeah, find that itself Randy into it. score. Someday, man. I'm still Someday, holding out right? hope. Still holding out hope. Um, what was I about to say in looking at it? Oh, the, <laughs> the amazing part about it is is <laughs> I, some people jump the gun because I, I was able to find out that they're pretty sure it, it's not just a Canadian release. It will be showing up in, in other markets. Uh, but a couple of people in the States just did not, did not take any chances immediately bought. It. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I know I've bought stuff from amazon.com and it's like, yeah, I have to pay the American price, which is not to my favor. And then there's the shipping, which is also has to be translated to the American dollar. It's never to my favor. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they were laughing. Like it's an afterthought for Americans to buy from amazon.ca. Cause they were like, yeah, it's 1332 Canadian, $9 Canadian shipping. And I'm doing the math in my head and I'm like. Oh yeah, so you guys got it for like <laughs> seventeen bucks. That's still a sweet deal. So why not cover your ass that way? I mean, you guys did get the Slurpee cups, so I, I understand oh, the impulse there. Blah blah. Do you blah, understand oh. the impulse? You know, I <laughs> we are like two weeks away from Americans petitioning their uh, their congressmen to start war with Canada. <laughs> So they can invade for the remaining stock. Oh. I have never heard so many people upset oh, by a Canadian well, exclusive. And then the official, the official <laughs> Ghostbusters uh, social accounts kind of trolled people with. Uh, oh, they that, so trolled them. <laughs> yeah, uh, Westeros gets uh, Starbucks, but Canada gets Slurpees or something like that, and they, you know, photoshopped in the Slurpee cup to uh, 
to the Temple of Zul. But yeah, uh, uh, proof positive, by the way, to our earlier conversation that uh, Sony has hired someone under the age of twenty-five to run their social <laughs> media. So, uh, well done, well done, Sony. Good, yeah. W- way to uh, strike while the internet is hot. Uh, but um, all right, well, so let's uh, let's do this. Um, so we have. Uh, I mean, we have the GameStop box that we can talk about. There's a couple merch things. Um, and uh, and then I want to talk about the, the J. Michael Straczynski thing. But we do have a couple of, of very important messages. Uh, I don't want to call them advertisements because they are uh, messages from our fellow fans that we're going to play for you right now. So here, Public service announcement. Public service announcement. Yeah, crossroad PSAs. Here we go. Hello, Chris and Troy. I am speaking into the void of the internet. And I'm happy to tell you that the Ontario Ghostbusters pack raffle to celebrate our 10th year anniversary is still going on. In these times, we face many challenges. Pickle jars, the way your hands smell after pumping gas, and the existential terror of the choice between a pragmatical nihilism or an optimistic interpretation of transcendental idealism. We're not here to answer those questions. Instead, we're going to sell you a magnificent proton pack. Our fundraiser for Visions of Science and Street Cats Animal Rescue continues at Niagara Falls Comic Con June 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Scotiabank Center in lovely Niagara Falls. Please, come see us there. Take advantage to purchase our fine table goods and otherwise contribute to our cause. If you're unable to make it, please go to our website, www.ontarioghostbusters.ca, to get your raffle tickets. As always, we'd like to thank our media sponsors, This Very Podcast, and Ghostbusters News for rescuing puppies, kittens, and ourselves from our own ignorance. We love you 3,000. Until next time, I am speaking into the void of the internet, and I welcome you all to join us in celebrating the Ontario Ghostbusters 10th year anniversary. Are you troubled by strange voices in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or a loved one ever wished you had seen every film by Ghostbusters director Ivan Reitman? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute and download this podcast, Reitman for for the the Job. job. Our courteous and efficient host, Ross May, is on call 24 hours a day to explore every film by Ivan Reitman, from Meatballs and Stripes to Twins and My Super Ex-Girlfriend. That's Reitman Reitman for for the the Job. job. I thought it was going to be He-Man. All right, so both of those are excellent news. I'm very excited about the right man for the job podcast. Uh, yes, he was he was very uh, kind and, and and sent us uh, a couple of the episodes to uh, preview and in in work in progress uh, form, and it's it's a lot of it's a really deep dive. It's a lot of history. It's a lot of very well researched uh, stuff. Which yeah, um, good good for it's, Ross. I'm I'm really looking forward to that podcast. It's kind of like the Ivan Reitman version of the soundtrack show podcast, really. It really is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he's got some great archival stuff in there. So um, so make sure you uh, subscribe to that and, and give it a listen. And, uh, of course, uh, our Ontario uh, friends always doing good work. So uh, thanks, for Briley, for sending that in. But um, Hey, fun fact. Yeah? Ontario doesn't have any 7-Elevens no more. What? So, Yeah. So send them Slurpee cups, I guess is what we're saying. <laughs> it's basically what it's coming down to. It, America will be like, we're invading. And Eastern Canada will be like, we'll help. Yeah, um, we got gotcha. you. 
Uh, all right. Well, so let's talk those merch things that I mentioned. Uh, GameStop has a special anniversary box that they're yes. uh, soliciting, um, which looks like it's got kind of like a, 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 it's like a loot crate. It's kind of one of those uh, boxes like Target's been doing for Nintendo and, and vintage arcade games. Um, and so GameStop is is rolling up with uh, a few things uh, on yeah, that front. I'm, it's, you know, ball cap. Okay. Water bottle. Yes appears to be a challenge coin i'm down with that uh, like a toiletry bag or some the sort of toiletry like a, oh yeah. the toiletry bag I, I still have my eyes on <laughs> uh the best however is that they they put uh what is quite obviously a, a stape of silhouette and then put a question mark in the middle and you're just sort of like gee i i wonder what that is um <laughs> but anyways um yeah i mean again it's one of those things that it kind of split the crowd between uh, that looks really cool. I'd like it. And that is totally not worth 50 bucks. It's a subjective thing. Uh, I'm fine with people saying they, they, they're not interested. They don't like what they see and don't want to spend 50 bucks. That's one thing. It's the evangelicals that showed up going, nobody should pay 50 bucks for this. And I'm kind of like, that's not how the free market works, but uh, thanks for chiming in. Um yeah, like cool box. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight items. Yeah, I mean, you get for fifty a, bucks. I mean, it's it's the same about as a, as a loot crate and yeah. Um, and you know, for fifty bucks, well, I think that's what the Nintendo one was at Target, and so you know, well, you're better, it's like, better than a loot crate because yeah. as opposed to loot crate, which has a bunch of stuff and a Ghostbusters item, this is all Ghostbusters items. So. Yeah, it's all Ghostbusters. I mean, and and for some of us, like I, if I didn't just get my loot crate uh, Mjolnir. Uh, uh, toiletry bag, which is awesome, <laughs> by the way. I I would be I'd totally be down. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna get it just for that. Or or the the digest uh, journal looking thing that that looks like the gates to the uh, Temple of Zul. Um, That's yeah, the embossed cover. Yeah, is really that nice. looks really cool too. So um so yeah, so check that out. Uh, GameStop as as they uh, often do with their stuff. You can pre-order that if you want it. Um, and, uh, that's cool. Uh, the, the Transformers cover, Chris, uh, I, I hear if you're, uh, balking at a $50, uh, GameStop, uh, <laughs> crate, you may not want to be seeking this, this particular news item out, but, um, uh, can, do you want to tell us about that? It's, it's a, it's a variant cover that's specific to where? Fan fact, fan expo. <laughs> Fan Expo, you're, Fan you're Fest like, Expo. Over to fan you, Chris, Festbo. and my brain, my grip brain goes, "You're on," and then my tongue goes, "Hang on, I'm not ready." <laughs> fan Expo Dallas uh, is they have a uh, an exclusive variant cover of uh, I'm assuming issue one, roughly by the the timeline of uh, Ghostbusters versus Transformers uh, by uh, Clayton Crane. And it's a, uh, it is a sprawling, he, he actually is the one who revealed it on his Instagram and it is a, uh, a, a sprawling opus of, of <laughs> robots and proton streams and just, wow. It's a, it looks like a, like a, um, like an Avengers end game or 300 type, uh, like splash page with just a, a million characters, uh, all, uh, as, as realistically, uh, illustrated as, as humanly possible. And yeah, it's, I that's pretty would awesome. go so far as to say this one, this cover reminds me of, if you used to be able to go to the comic shop and there would be posters, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. That doesn't have, I guess Walmart is now the go-to place oh, for Oh, there was po- like a Marvel posters, Universe but... one that I always wanted because it had like all of the X-Men, all, all of the, the Avengers, yes, all of the, exactly. yeah. Uh, you know, you could always roll in and, you know, uh, whatever was hot at that point with either company, one of their hot art, like I still somewhere have like a, an art Adams X-Men poster, which is just them on white, yeah. a white background. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyways, that's, this, that's what this feels like. This feels like an 80s, like a late 80s. Uh, uh, poster that you picked up at the comic shop, and and I mean that in the, the best way possible. It's uh, I'm kind of sad that it's it's just a cover because oh, that'd be a brilliant poster. Well, and maybe I mean we've we've asked, we've begged, we've pleaded <laughs> with IDW before to please release at least like a lithograph of these covers. And <laughs> you think this might be the one? This will be the, the, the one where we get it. Doing it. Let's keep voicing that out to the. Well, the the secret here. We'll tell the universe we want this, uh, and we'll see what happens. But well, if nothing else, maybe keep your eyes out for Mr. Clayton Crane if he makes it to other conventions, because a lot of times uh, cover artists sell uh uh you know limited prints uh at conventions yeah. and their stuff too so you know it won't be a full size wall poster but uh, you'll get to meet him get him to sign it and frame it up that'd be cool maybe yeah. and uh and more more on the transformers crossover uh, soon because that's that's oh. uh, hitting very yeah well check uh oh, yeah check eBay uh now because i just realized he's saying uh uh, Fan Expo Dallas was this past weekend. Oh, May third to fifth. So well, I do know that they were already like the variant covers were selling, uh, like pre-selling. You know how people on eBay will oh, sell yes. something before they even have it in hand. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was fetching quite a pretty penny, I shall say. Uh, yeah, I bet. I bet. But. Um, so yeah, so check that out. And again, the Transformers event, uh, pretty big. I know that there's been some snark about like. Uh, Ghostbusters crossing over with Transformers, uh, a Ghostbusters branded uh, Optimus Prime is uh, sort of peak, like, we got to do something to hang on to the license. And I was like, no, that's actually kind of cool. But anyway, um, but uh, all right. So here's here's what I want to do, Chris. We have about 10 more minutes here. Um, I do want to talk about J. Michael Straczynski's uh, Twitter account because he's he's always been very candid. He's always been very open and uh, uh, and and very when I say candid, I mean that he does not hold back. He's, he's very honest and very truthful about things on his Twitter account. And we do know that he has his autobiography, uh, becoming Superman, um, which, uh, is about to hit, uh, let's see, what is the release date on it? It's coming out. Oh, July 23rd. So we have a little bit of time before the book comes out, but it's his autobiography about, uh, his, you know, uh, starting from the bottom, coming to the top, uh, working his way from poverty and, and being, uh, you know, uh, struggling to find a meal, let alone, uh, be making a, a dollar, uh, and, and working his way to being JMS. We know him by his, uh, his initials now. Uh, so yeah. Well, I'm, and not only that, his, um, you know, uh, relatively more recent struggles with his uh, vision and all that. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got a story to tell. And like I said, in the midst of all that, he straight up had some principles that he stood by and burned some bridges, uh, which is, you know, yeah. it's remarkable in, in, you know, somebody who decides they're going to work in, in, in Hollywood to, to just straight up flip some people the bird yeah, and, yeah. and, and, integrity and, and, and yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm I mean, looking forward to that book. I, I, and, and knowing again, if you've watched the, the documentary on the time life, uh, real ghostbusters, um, 
set like you you know that uh, Straczynski is one of those who who knows exactly where things went south on real Ghostbusters and why it sort of uh, lost its its appeal. But yeah, um, so so he did this ask me anything on Twitter uh, because he he didn't he wasn't able to talk as much about real Ghostbusters in the book as, as he wanted to. So he said, ask me any questions. And if it's not in the book, I'll answer it for you. Um, and, uh, of course we in droves uh, out there answered, I unfortunately didn't see this until like five hours after he posted it. And I sent, I sent him a question and he still answered <laughs> He still answered because it. he's an amazing dude. Um, but, uh, so I thought let's, let's just kind of run through the highlights, Chris, like things that we saw that kind of struck, uh, with us and things that we knew, things that we didn't know. Um, I mean, there were a few in there. Like we already knew that uh, the softening of the show and the, like, I, I think he's always referred to Janine's change as the moment that the, the show went downhill, the, the pointed glasses and the, and, and his words, not mine, the, the sluttiness of the character, uh, you know, that she needed to be more motherly and she needed to be more nurturing and she had to be, um, softer and all these things that, you know, obviously Janine Melnitz, especially in the first movie was not, you know, she was, uh, she was very loud and abrasive and very opinionated. And they, they kind of incorporated that into the cartoon and, and, and that's not what, uh, standards and practices wanted. So things that we knew about real ghostbusters, uh, he did reiterate, but, um, I don't, do you want to start with, uh, I, I put a few things in our rundown, Chris, but what, do you remember anything that struck out to you? I know he talked about like the filmation Ghostbusters, which was really surprising yeah. and, and his love of Lou Scheimer and, and what they did. He, uh, there's, I looked at your list. The one thing that he did talk about that wasn't on there that made me laugh was, uh, apparently Lorenzo music was, um, uh, not great with his cues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at one point after having missed his cue a few times, uh, he missed it, uh, yet again. And Frank Welker rolled in with it and did a perfect Lorenzo music. Oh, that's uh, and, funny. And, and as he put it, uh, Lorenzo, uh, stopped missing cues after that. <laughs> so <laughs> Frank Welker, uh, out to prove that in a pinch, uh, but he'll take over for he all animation. He can do anything. Uh, yeah. He can do anything. Well, and that, that was uh, one of the things that I got a good uh, kick out of was that they had to separate Frank Welker and Lorenzo music from the, <laughs> in the audio records because inevitably things would break down because it was like having a couple of like teenage kids next to each other and they would just get so rowdy and so out of control that they couldn't keep the session going yeah. uh, because they were going so far off book and they were just doing uh, crazy things. Um, and, and he was like, I we think, could never get anything done if we put them together. They had to yeah. be on the other side of the room of each other. I think it might have been, it might have been in his book on writing, or it might have been in his early, early online Q and A stuff, because he's made himself available since like the Oracle slash Well days. Like he was an early yeah. adopter of the internet, and he was yeah. immediately answering questions about stuff. And I recall him uh, referring to uh, the sessions where if you you had to keep the sessions recording sessions tight because if you didn't they would inevitably start messing around which nine <laughs> times out of ten would turn into them giving one another uh celebrities and then the person would have to uh imitate their fart <laughs> like 
<laughs> Clark Gable, and somebody would have to do, do a Clark Gable, uh, and apparently that would, of course, just sort of end the day. Once that got going, there was it's yeah, you you can't recover from that. No, yeah. I mean, but that's where you get Maurice Lamarche's uh, Orson Welles uh, imp- impersonation doing the like the wine commercial that he uh, famously got drunk doing. Yeah, frozen um, peas. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing that I, I really kind of walked away from this to Chris was he, he really has a fondness for ghostbusters. Like he was really, uh, he's usually kind of a sour guy, kind of a grumpy guy, but he was really like, I would jump back into ghostbusters at the drop of a hat. If somebody asked me to come in and helm another ghostbusters show, I would do it. I have so many stories to tell. I have so many, um, things that I love about those characters. Um, and, uh, and in particular, he did mention that he loved working for Joe Medjuk and uh, Michael Gross, which, um, you know, Joe, Joe being retired and Michael no longer being with us was, was pretty sad. Cause it's like, man, I, I get it. I understand why those guys were so integral. And, um, yeah. but by the, by the way, uh, wizard world, if you're listening, uh, Joe Medjuk counts as both ghostbusters and real ghostbusters for the purposes of my signing and autographs. I just want you to know that This is right also now. true. He needs to be in both groups. Thank you very much. I, I paid I paid for the real Ghostbusters for the, for the Clash 3. He better be in there or I'm complaining. Uh, and also you need to apologize <laughs> to him for, uh, what was it, 10 years for, ago? For, oh, 15, <laughs> 15 years to 20? Ago. Quite a while ago. Uh, uh, you remember some jerk called you up out of the blue because you didn't know how to keep your phone number off the internet? Yeah, that was me and I apologize. In the, um, in the white pages and called you up but um <laughs> anyway so uh, uh he, let's see other things he mentioned he we've talked about it here on the show before that he snuck in um some some satanic references uh into the show to get past uh, standards and practices <laughs> who was convinced that he was putting satanic things into the show yeah um, and then he put an Aleister Crowley reference in there and they figured it was just a name yeah, it just goes yeah. to show standards and practices does not hire a lot of say somebody from the humanities, I guess, you know, hire an English major or a history major or something. And I guarantee you, if you don't want the name Aleister Crowley to slip by, it will not slip by. Yeah. Uh, well, it just, it doesn't seem offensive. Alistair. Oh, he sounds refined. And, uh, yeah. That sounds like a girl's name. No, <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, just don't. Yeah, just here, don't worry about here. it. Okay, here's yeah. a here's a, here's a biography on Alistair Crowley. Read this paragraph. Oh no, oh no. Oh, yeah, okay, boy. Yeah, um, uh, he did that a lot of times too. I well, the best is he referenced that he got into a knockdown dragout over the Necronomicon because the person at Standards and Practices insisted it was based on a real occult book. Again, if you had hired an English major, um, by the way, kids, it's fun to pretend it's not real. It is absolutely not real. Uh, but it, or uh, yeah. is it? No, oh, kidding. don't stop. I know. You give me, you give me crap for Ivan Reitman hugs <laughs> and you're going to, hey, pr- to promote here, the Necronomicon as real. Here's my biggest worry is I saw that they posted an Ivan Reitman video for FanFest uh, a couple days ago and uh-huh. uh, 10 of the 15 responses were, I can't wait to give that guy a hug. Oh, dear. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, Chris, what have you done? What Nothing. have you done? 
nothing. I would like to say here on behalf of myself and my lawyer, it has all been in good fun and jest. Please, for the love of God, at least ask him if you can give him a hug. Uh, yes. Don't, do not I, assume you, know you what? can we, give Ivan Ryman a hug. We tease. I, I'm pretty sure he's, I mean, he's a granddad, right? Like, uh, I can't imagine everybody's <laughs> that rolls up to him. <laughs> like, if I rolled up and said, hug, he'd be like, no. Uh, you, you asked, you'd probably get a hug out of my bet. I, I've... I can get I I can probably get a handshake from him and uh like uh, that's that's about as as close it will as it will be. If you but. get a chance at least ask cuz that way if you get a hug then you can tell me how it was and that'll be fine. Uh, don't do it please. please. Leave the poor man alone. Leave poor Ivan alone. He will seclude himself into uh his office for the duration of FanFest uh after the first hug probably. So don't don't make him sequester himself away from everybody please. Um but uh, anyway, back to uh, Straczynski. Uh, oh, uh, he he did mention something that I had never heard about. Um, you know, because we always kind of we we laugh and we uh, knowing that real Ghostbusters was a twenty minute show that they had to everything had to be nicely neatly tied up in a bow uh, by the end of the show and usually uh, the theme song would kick in and and they would overload the packs or something would happen so that they could save the day and everything would be good but um, he did mention that he always really wanted them to have like high stakes on things that. Um, that you had to feel that these characters were uh, willing to make a sacrifice. And he did mention in his, his favorite episode was Ragnarok and roll where they're, um, Mm -hmm. they're, they're willing to, to put themselves uh, right there on the line and uh, sacrifice themselves uh, to, to save the day, which um, I mean, again, it shows that they're, they're heroes. Uh, They have to, be selfless and and uh and all of that but it also shows that you know in the 20 minute uh, structure he was still trying to put those those real life stakes and and make these things bigger and larger than life uh, than he yeah. could which I, I dug that um did you I, I never knew that dan was upset that ray was heavyset I mean, I, I had heard i'd heard that before i i had kind of, i'd kind of figured that i know that bill murray was kind of joking saying like well the guy you got doesn't sound anything like me and that's where uh lorenzo music disappeared and dave coulier came in but uh well yeah interestingly enough he also mentioned in that quick q a that uh he preferred lorenzo music he thought lorenzo music was closer to bill murray than uh i i would agree i really would i know that we've talked about this before i'm, I'm getting a, a strange sense of deja vu but i would agree yeah. that like lorenzo captured the kind of sleepiness and maybe it's because Bill Murray, especially in the original Ghostbusters, was just kind of uh, you. You could he had sort of this uh, uh, like I, I, there have been stories that he was only doing the movie for Razor's Edge, and you know he was phoning this in and yada yada yada, and you know that's that's just Bill Murray's uh, personality. He was just being Bill Murray, but there was this sort of like throw a care to the wind, uh, kind of like sleepy demeanor to him in, in the first film. And Lorenzo really, I, I thought he captured it bell. And then Dave Coulier just kind of sounded like he was doing a Bill Murray impression, which impression. Yeah. Um, but the only one who was supposed to get away with that was Maurice LaMarche doing his Harold Ramis impression. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I I like both of them for different reasons. Uh, Lorenzo, I, f- I feel, in, has sort of captured the spirit of, of Peter Moore, but... 
Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, but, uh, but, but funny enough, uh, speaking of Maurice, Maurice LaMarche, uh, he's the only one that, uh, Straczynski keeps in touch with, uh, yeah. funny enough. So I, I'd, I'd figure that he and Frank Welker probably cross paths more than anybody, but I guess that's not the case. Well, yeah, well, he's been out of anything that involves, you know, voice actors for quite some time. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if they would run into one another. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, uh, so, uh, and the question that I asked him, uh, f- five hours too late was, you know, I was, I was curious how Kenner was involved, uh, especially in the writing process. Like if, if they would get, uh, Hey, we've got this Ecto three, can you work it into an episode somehow? Um, and, uh, he said, no, yeah, the, the producers really dealt with that. We never had to sort of deal with the toy toyetic properties of the show all that much um which was actually surprising i kind of figured that especially as the show went on and maybe it was after straczynski's run that uh writers were like oh i can do this and it's going to make a great toy for the kenner people and uh we can model that and it can be a an accessory or a mini rig or or whatever but um yeah yeah it sounds like they were pretty hands-off especially in the beginning which makes a lot of sense when you look at the kenner line uh, and a, a lot of the toys don't really tie in to things that were happening in the episodes. So, um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, what else? Uh, the Lou Scheimer thing. Oh, I mean, but speaking of the toys, he did say, he, he did say that it was pretty evident that the filmation Ghostbusters uh, animated show put the toys first. They really wanted to sell their toys because they wanted to uh, cash in on the Ghostbusters business. Um, mm-hmm. So they were they were driven more by the toys than real Ghostbusters, which is funny because uh, real Ghostbusters was the more successful uh, toy line. But um, yeah, I think that was pretty much that's everything that I had put in the rundown. Do you recollect anything else, Chris, that uh, struck you? Uh, no, we uh, kind of covered them all. I, I am looking forward all. to the book. I'm sure there's more to be uh, yeah. pulled from the book, and uh, he, he obviously is saving the best stories for that anyway. So. Um, more, more to come. So make sure uh, that is available on Amazon. It's got a, an introduction by Neil Gaiman. Uh, he's got a lot of great uh, pull quotes and, and uh, solicitations from a lot of people whose names you'll recognize as well. So uh, hit it up on Amazon, pre-order it so that you get it when it comes out at the uh, end of July. And uh, it'll, it'll help tide the time until we're talking about Ghostbusters 2020. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters! Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris. Uh, I think I think we did it. We're, we're a little bit over an hour uh, this week, but uh, kept kept it lean and mean, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Feel I'm feeling great, uh, <laughs> even even though the Avs <laughs> lost in Game Seven to 
San Jose, but the the, uh, the whiskey is really helping with that, so that's okay. But yeah. <laughs> what uh, what do you have in terms of uh, final thoughts this week? Uh, my main final thought is we're getting so close that now I'm actually in uh prep mode, if that makes any sense for FanFest. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm starting to like I got my. Um, my work shirt that I got to finish getting patches on, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, I, like, I'm doing the math on, I got four weeks. I maybe got th- at best three weekends and then whatever spare evenings to get, get my crap together. Uh, and part of that, and this came up in a conversation, uh, uh with Mr. Craig Goldberg. I guess I'll have some podcasts cause he's in the same boat. Uh, we shared a stress. We shared a moment of stress, uh, uh chatting online, that we're busy trying to figure out what to bring to get signed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both have to travel there, which puts, you know, it puts a crimp on things like bringing the spirit of uh, a Halloween Slimer, you know, for example, uh, as much as a, but I'm I'm sitting there going, like, Frank Welker's going to be there. Uh, right down to things like Frank Welker's going to be there. I love both real Ghostbusters and Scooby Doo. Oh, yeah. What do I do? <laughs> like, Good oh point. my God, no. Um, so I'm trying to think in terms of you know, like I, I then have to start doing weird calculus. Like I'm getting a photo with them. Is that cover? You know that good enough that maybe I'll you know it doesn't matter if I don't get a Scooby or a Slimer signed I'll be happy that I have the photo as well that'll that'll cover the void of the other you know things like that um, I you know I uh, I'm not at the class uh, what is it uh, five is class five the um, five well, you're you're class the, three because you did the the real Ghostbusters real one, Ghostbusters right? yeah class yeah. five is is Ghostbusters and class uh, ten ten is, is above that yeah is both of them um, so in that regards I'm looking at the li- I'm feeling more comfortable about everybody who's attending and and how to parse it all out uh, I've done the math I I, uh, I definitely don't have the money to bump up to a, a class ten. And that's the only way you get both. I'm still holding firm that I want the real Ghostbusters. Uh, and I will pick and choose from the, the Ghostbusters. And the, the the second tier. I hate the term second tier, by the way. I want to call them second wave, I think is what I want to call them. The second wave, yes. Second suitor? That sounds like a bathroom. <laughs> uh, you know, like, uh, so for example, I'm pretty sure I'm going to bring down my making Ghostbusters that I got uh, Dan Aykroyd to sign. Because then, for example, hopefully if he's doing signings, I might be able to get Sheldon Kahn to sign it. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Sheldon Kahn and and especially like the Joe Medjooks and the people that don't well, really uh, go out into the world. Uh, as I said, Joe yeah. Medjuk is on my ticket or there will be hell to pay, Wizard World. Uh <laughs> So I can get him to sign that too. That'll be wonderful. Like some of it's pretty easy. Like the, if I bring making Ghostbusters <coughs> portable, apropos, and great for you know getting various people to sign. I know some people do posters. I don't really need the posters. I'm more of a book guy. The signed making of making Ghostbusters I think would be good for most of that. It's the real Ghostbusters guys that are are breaking my brain. Like I'm yeah. just sort of. I don't want to lug down stuff that's hard to carry or or fragile stuff like. Uh, uh, as much as I'd love 
to bring my Ectoglow Ghostbusters and get them signed and thus increase the price so that when I sell them to Mr. Ryan Dole of the Ghostbusters of British Columbia, <laughs> he's called Dibs. I have not unloaded oh, them, but funny. I've called Dibs. Um, <laughs> you snooze, you lose, Ryan, if I figure out how to bring them down. But, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, the, the second wave's got a few people on there that I'd very much like to... Uh, get some stuff, you know, like uh, Richard Edlund would be great to sign, you know, sign the making Ghostbusters I'll, or actually my Cinefix. Oh, God. See, this is my final thought. It's just, it's full on, yes, have some stress time for I, some you, of this. You got stuff. some logistics to work out here. You, oh, you only have so, so many checked baggage that you can. Uh, Which is yeah. why I think it's mostly got to be flat stuff, right? Like, yeah, um, Cinefix making Ghostbusters, those are a little easier than the Ectoglow figures and, and things like that. <laughs> One yeah. thought I had was is I have the, the real Ghostbusters cereal boxes. I thought there's one that features all four of the guys in Slimer. That might be a good one to get signed, actually. Yeah, or if you've got the, the flattened uh, proofs of the cereal boxes or something, too. Uh, yeah. I don't, and I don't have the money to go spend buy them. What the heck? You know what? Now you're just making it harder. Ah. I had an answer, and you just shot it down. <laughs> um, uh, and then, and then, just to make life hard for myself, there's the third wave. We'll call them at Wizard World LA. Uh, most people there not that interested in, but Gray Delise is there. Gray Delise does the voice of um, uh, Daphne on Scooby Doo uh, uh. in many of the Scooby Doo's. She, I don't. She's not the original. I don't believe. Is she? Oh, God, I got to double check. But she's definitely still all over a lot of them. Um, very much a longtime contributor to the, that voice cast. So, so you could get her and Frank Welker in one uh, Well, one visit. that's yeah. just it, right? Like if I get a photo. Yeah. Or do I just drop an extra few dollars and please, Mr. Welker, would you also sign, you know, uh, sign this Scooby-Doo thing I brought down? Uh, and, then, and then I have to get that sorted. What Scooby-Doo thing? Because again, I Scooby Doo stuff tends to be kid stuff. I don't own a lot of kids book stuff. I maybe could bring. Well, like, what am I going to do? Bring down my Scooby Scooby Doo chest tin? Like, I don't I don't know. What gonna, um, maybe, yeah, a photo. maybe I guess a photo, like a, a cell, yeah. an animation cell. Do you have any cells? Again, any solution that you have that requires me to buy something, uh, okay. I'm not going to help right. me in this All situation. Right. Yeah. Um, but what I do have, it's a little awkward, but I think if I stuffed it, if I took the DVDs out and stuffed it full of socks, it's, it's, it's largely hollow. I'm pretty sure I could, it would take up very little space in my, uh, a few years back, they released the entire run of Scooby-Doo on DVD packed in a cardboard mystery machine box. Oh, yeah. That's, that's your answer. Right I there. think that's the, I think that's the one. I think yeah. that's the one I got to go get them to, to sign. Um, I really do. Man, that's yeah. That's I. That's this my, is why I'm glad my, I'm not a signature person. I, I'm not really into to getting stuff signed, so it, it makes it a lot easier. I'm like, hi, I, uh, I'm not gonna do that. Oh it's, yeah, is that uh, is that your way of saying, Mister Class Ten Ticket Holder, <laughs> you might carry a couple of things in for me? <laughs> I'll pay you uh, some to money be, to be determined. Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it yeah. later. Um, I have three quarters of a flat of undrunk ecto cooler for you <laughs> so do i what am i gonna do with all this ecto cooler i was actually gonna bring it and try to unload it i was just gonna put it on the corner somewhere on the lot and just be like oh, free ecto cooler oh it would be gone so fast <laughs> actually that's the one thing that's not on john's uh, map is uh, where the first aid tent is uh, yeah for all of us that are dehydrated from drinking high c uh, the entire time 
But then it devolves into weird things like if I'm going to get a group photo with the real Ghostbusters guys, for example, I have one of Kenner's Slimer, you know, the the the, the felt hand puppets. I might bring him. I think yeah. it'd be great to like get a photo with them, you know, with the Slimer puppet sort of thing. Uh, so the, the, to answer your question, my final thought is to be continued for the next 30 plus days. <laughs> I will oh. agonize over it every spare moment. I'm not being distracted by more important things. Uh, and, and you'll have to make a zero hour decision as you're packing uh, the night before I, you No, you I'm giving out. myself three weeks. I want okay. to actually be as stress-free as possible leading up to that. I want right. the last week. I de- and actually, to be honest, in my case, I need my brain to be in that space, or I end up doing stupid things like going to the airport without my passport and stuff like uh, that. So well, yeah, that's a good point. I need, I need, you know, I need to. Let's put it this way: I'm one of these travelers that I'm now in the in the realm of debating traveling light to the point of, I don't pack a bunch of socks and underwear. I will just, you know, hit a CVS or a Walmart and pick up something while I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, just, just. Yeah, that's the. Uh, that's like my mode of travel now is like get there and pick up the toothpaste and the contact lens solution and just don't yeah, pack right? it just just don't pack it yeah save room for other stuff save room for interdimensional cross rip uh patches <laughs> this is also true please please save eyebrow waggle. For this. yeah eyebrow waggle, eyebrow waggle. <laughs> um but yeah that's that's kind of where it's at is um yeah, what to bring? <laughs> I'm going to a nerd event. That's like I said. Every time I turn around, it's it, it, it is a rabbit hole where there's these twists and turns. Like so, for example, it occurred to me nobody's talked about it, but this is obviously going to be a large gathering of Ghostbusters fans. If anybody decides then that they want it counted, if for another reason to compare against, say, like uh, uh, the the Dragon Con parade, which is like. Well, after the answer to the call. So for the longest time, it was Dragon Con. I think they maxed at 95 or something, somebody said. But they're also the record number of Ectos in one place, uh, fan Ectos. And then answer the call's premiere was pushing, what was it, 150, 200, something yeah, like that? A good chunk of people there, yeah. So And they were all in uniform. So now I'm wondering, like, nobody... <laughs> This is Wizard World. They tend not to tell us things in a timely fashion. Uh, I'm wondering, do I need to bring my 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 uniform? Because I'm not planning to wear it around on the day of. But if we get there and find out, oh, we're doing a group photo, people in jumpsuits only, uh, maybe I want to be able to... Right. And right. So do I pack that down? I. This is hard. Maybe I'll just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling sick. I'm just not going to go. Hi, Wizard World customer support. <laughs> Can I get a refund? Why? I don't know. I'm just not feeling it's, it anymore. Anxiety. It's so hard. Anxiety. Um, so, yeah, t- Craig and I were discussing it back and forth. And uh, I, there's, let's put it this way I, to a certain degree, my problem comes down to just what to pick more than anything. Like yeah. I mentioned, the cereal box, I also have the real Ghostbusters magazine that they made there for a year or two years or whatever. So it's not the comic, but it's uh, with those great uh, Ken Stacy covers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There is stuff. There's lots of flat print options that I can bring down. Uh, it's just, I gotta, I gotta get it. All you can do it. I have great faith and you, and yeah, update us as you figure stuff out. Like, Oh, I've, I've figured out I'm going to bring down my Panini uh, sticker book or whatever it is. And, and, uh, 
and then people will be like, but Chris, you should have this signed, and then we can talk and you out of it. And this side. Yeah. And this side. And I should go back and double check who uh, who the uh, cryptozoic uh, signature card was that I got. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. It's a signature card. Yeah. Uh, don't, uh, yeah, don't overlap. But um, anyway. All right. Well, uh, if you're out there experiencing the same stresses as Chris, uh Send us voicemails uh, or hit us up on, on Twitter. What are you having signed? Uh, what do you suggest that Chris have signed? Help him out. Help a brother out. What is he supposed to do? This is <laughs> this is the entirety. Uh, like the, our, our whole purpose of this podcast is just to help us, just to help us figure out our own stuff here. We're, we're glad that you guys are enjoying it. We really are. But to a degree, yeah, this, this is, this <laughs> is like... This, this is, is a, our cry this, for help. This is a two-man support group. <laughs> it really is. Um. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, until the support group reconvenes next week, everybody, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. It used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so